clap then, clap. Amen. It's good to see you. Amen. Good to see all of you. God is good. Amen. And, and you know, it's good to see all of you and, and to see what God is, is actually doing with you individually, but also together as a church. It is such an honor to be here. Amen. Amen. Of course, you never take it for granted when you stand before God's people. Because they never belong to people. Amen. They're God's Amen. people. Amen. Amen. And by that I meant you. So I'm not taking this for granted. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And just to see what God is doing, all the wonderful revelations you guys are catching in God. Awesome. Keep going. God is good. I, I, I promise you, it will never disappoint you. Amen. I, I promise you, you're, you're, you're on a path that will not disappoint you. If it disappoints you, I'll give you my address. <laughs> you can come to my house and tell me, this path has disappointed me. Because I guarantee it will not disappoint you. Amen. Amen. We love you and we greet you also from home. You know, they greeted you. We were talking to some of them this morning and they said, hey, greet the brethren there. So we bring you wonderful greetings. Amen. Amen. And before I preach, I, I have permission to do this. We have a conference coming up. On the 28th, 29th, and 30th of June. Right? Amen. And, 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 and I know Bishop is coming with all of you. Amen. I'm very Amen. serious. I've brought invitations for each one of you. Okay. <laughs> I've brought invitations for each one of you. Oh, give them. Just give them. You know, you've got, the, you've got the, the flyer, the program on there. You know what time you need to be there. We want you there. We want to get together. And, uh, and I tell you what this is about. This is, this is all about equipping all of us yeah. for the kingdom of God. Amen. I, I'm full of guarantees today. I'm going to give you another guarantee. You come to this conference... When you come back here, you will see a difference. Amen. Seriously, you, your impact will shift. Some of you will begin to run groups of your own. You will decide, Pastor, I'm going to run a group. And, and Are you with me? Yes. Because God is going to speak to you. And your impact is, is going to shift. We're going to address issues of skill. But we're also going to address issues of inspiration. And we've got amazing people coming with wonderful stories. But we've got the presence of God as well. Amen? Amen. Plus, Pastor James will be there. So what else do you want? So, <laughs> so I needed to tell you that. So that, those, that's your invitation from us. You know, you are invited to come. If you want to come on a Friday, let us know. We'll, we'll sort out where you can sleep. Amen. God bless you. Uh, and uh, I've got two things before I begin to preach. Uh, I've got one thing that I, that I, that I want to say that God really put on my heart today. I want you all to stand up and, uh, and we're just going to make this declaration together. And, and, and this declaration is, 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 is based in Revelation chapter 1. When Jesus met John, he said to him, I am the first and the last. 
the Alpha and the Omega. And he said to him, the things I'm about to show you, write them down. Are you with me? There is this prayer that is so strong on my heart that I want us to do just as we begin. Uh, and it's the prayer to say, Jesus must be first. He must be first. That, you know, there's, 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 most of us are really lost in trying to come out of our hole, the hole we dug or the hole we found ourselves in. I mean, the pit we, we found ourselves in, the trouble we found ourselves in. And we're really pushing that God would pull us out of that. But Jesus must be first. There is something that he doesn't negotiate that. He, he actually begins the whole conversation with John. I am the first and the last. In other words, I better be the first and the last. Yeah? Amen. So I just want us to, 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 to say that prayer a few times. Okay? Just repeat after me. Say, Jesus... You are the first and you are the last. You are the Alpha and you are the Omega. You are the beginning and the end. You are the author and the finisher of my faith. Now you understand what it is. Now say it with meaning. Eyes closed. Jesus, you are the first and the last. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the beginning and the end. The author and the finisher of my faith. You are the firstborn of all creation. Repeat it. You are the firstborn of all creation. You are the firstborn from among the dead. You are the first in the church. You are the center of the throne. You are the lion and the lamb. Lord, as we declare this, we mean it. As we declare this, Jesus, we say you are the first. In every area of our lives. And in those places where we've been taken over by our own schemes or by the things that have hindered us. Lord Jesus, we render our hearts to you. And we speak in those places that you are the first still. We speak even in the area of finance that you are the first. We speak in the area of family, marriages, and relationship that you are the first. We speak in areas of career and, and, and all sorts of businesses that you are the first. Amen. Even in things that are worrying us right now, you still are the first. Amen. Jesus, we exhort you and we say, take your place. Amen. Yes, Lord. The first among us, the first in our homes, in every way. Amen. In Jesus' name we pray. Somebody say amen. Amen. Praise God. You can sit down. Thank you. Amen. I just thought that message is so important for all of us. Life has so much happening, hasn't it?
And, and it's very important for all of us to just kind of keep that message very clear. Very clear in your head. Very clear in your heart. Jesus has to be first. He doesn't do second. That means his kingdom has to be first. Amen. Amen. If there was a race and a hundred meter dash and Jesus was involved in it and you told him he would be second, he's not going to get involved in it because he doesn't do second. I just want you to, to understand the picture of this. He, he, so if, if, if you want him second in any area of your life, he's not going to get involved. And this is how we make God not involved. In the stuff we want him to do. Because he's not going to get involved. If he's going to come second. The problem is he can see the end of the race. That's the problem we have. So you can't even cheat him. You can't even sneak it in. Are you with me? He can see as you're starting something. He can see he's going to come second in that thing. And he's not going to get involved. It is time to just live for God. And believe everything we need is in him. I, I'm telling you, I'm living what I'm saying. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen. I want to talk to you about um, what I've entitled, Make Mind Bottomless. Have you been to Nando's? And if you want to get a drink and, and, and they say, oh, do you want, yeah, bottomless or, Yeah. And, and, and make mine bottomless. What's the meaning of the bottomless drink? That you can go as many times as you want. But the truth be told, none of us go as many times as we think we will go to the drink, right? Yeah. Except for students. I once saw students in, in, <laughs> in a subway. Where were we? In, in a subway. In, I can't remember where we were. We, we, we were quite far away. I can't remember. I think... It was, I think I can't remember. But we, I once saw a group of students. About, there was about six, seven of them. And, 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 and they had uh, about three bottomless glasses only. And they, were, and they were like just sharing between the seven of them. Sneaking it in. Just having bottomless. Yeah? It's your turn. It's your turn. It's your turn. It's your... Do you remember? <laughs> and we were laughing. <laughs> Are you with me? The bottomless drink means you can never you, you, you can go as many times as you want. So I want to talk about that. Make mine bottomless as we talk about spiritual gifts. Hello. Let's read the scriptures. I want us to turn our Bibles to To two places, uh, uh, maybe three places. Let's go Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. Quite a few things to go through, but I'm going to... Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17, I'm going to read just one, um, uh, maybe two verses from verse 20. The Bible says, Now when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered and said to them, The kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, See here or see there, 
For indeed the kingdom of God is within you. Say the kingdom of God is within me. Say it again. The kingdom of God is within me. Mm-hmm. I want you to start getting the picture of what I mean when I start talking about this is a bottomless issue. You can get as much of the kingdom of God as you want. Because that is within you. If the kingdom of God was by observation, by seeing things outside there, if it turned up in New York, you won't get as much as you can. Because you, will get as, uh, you won't get as much as you want. You will get as much as you can. Right? If you can afford to go to New York, then you will have some of the kingdom of God. If the kingdom of God only existed in Jerusalem, it's the same issue. If you live elsewhere, you will only get as much as you can. Not as much as you want or you desire. But because it is within you, you can get as much as you want. Are you with me? Think of it this way. This is the way God really works. When he created the heavens and the earth, and he wanted the earth to be filled with all the good things that it is now filled with, he began by creating one adult human being. One. Not even two. One at the beginning. Are you with me? So the world we see was hidden Inside one yeah. man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even his wife was hidden inside him. Amazing, right? Yeah. 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 That's the way our father works. He has a huge dream for his kingdom to fill the entire earth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's his dream. That's what God wants to do. That's his will. Yeah, yeah. That's his purpose. That's his wow. vision. Wow. Wow. Yeah. But for him to do that, he begins by hiding it in people. Mm-hmm. He hides it like a seed mm-hmm. in people. Like a farmer hides a seed in the ground. Mm-hmm. The, farmer does not just, the farmer's dream is to what? I want to have crops. But that begins by hiding a seed in the ground. Mm-hmm. Are you with me? Yeah. That's how the Father is working with us. Another example I would use, if you see an architect, you see a a person carrying buildings inside them. Right? All these things we are sitting under right now, we're inside a human being at some point. And that human being skilled themselves, they knew how to draw it out, And today, it's a kingdom. Mm -hmm. And we sit Mm -hmm. in it. Are you with me? The kingdom of God within you means everything that you are looking for is hidden within you. Mm -hmm. Think about that. 
Oh, oh, you know, the kingdom of God is not by observation. In other translations, it says, you, it, it, it's, 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 it's not by your natural measurements, your natural understanding of it. By going about saying, oh, there is the kingdom. I'll have some of it. There is the kingdom. He says, he hides it within you. Now, in other translations, it says, amongst you. That word that is used for within you and amongst you means it's both. The kingdom of God is amongst us. And is within us. It's not one or the other. Are you? Hello? Sorry. (laughs) You get it? It's amongst us and it is what? Within us. So it manifests amongst us. But it is also within us. That's why when Jesus turned up, he said the kingdom of God as well. Has arrived. It is a hand. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Because I am here. That's what he meant. The kingdom of God has come. He says, if you, if you see me cast out demons, you, you, you see the kingdom of God. It has come. Where was it? Within. I, I, hello? So inside you lies quite amazing things. Like crazy things. That's why when you begin to understand the Jesus first kind of thinking, you understand he is everything. That's why I think he gets disappointed when he's, he's saying to people, I'm the first and the last. I'm the Alpha, the Omega. I'm everything. Mm-hmm. And yet you guys try to live outside my parameters. If you just understood who I am, you will have all you need. Sufficient. It's like in you is the entire sea. And you can have everything. That God has for you. The kingdom. Now how is that outworked within us? Let's go to Romans 8.10. Are you following me? How is that outworked within us? How? Pastor Phil, you're saying there's a kingdom in me? I, I, I don't feel it. How is that outworked within us? Romans 8. It's a powerful, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. But I'm just, I'm tempted to read all of it, but I won't. I'll just read 10. And if Christ is in you, I told you there's a kingdom in you. Hello? There you go. And if Christ is in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. Verse 11. But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Again, I told you everything is in you. When you came to Christ, what happened is amazing. When God really gave you a new spirit and you became a new man, what you were given, the problem we have is our definition of the spirit man. The spirit man is an entire planet. If I'm to help you with sizes, because it's very hard to measure what the spirit man can handle. But it's an entire planet can handle the kingdom within you. If the Holy Spirit dwells within you, 
Christ dwells within you. I don't know how, whether you understand. How, how big is the Holy Spirit? <laughs> you can't measure how big the Holy Spirit is. It is beyond human measures. So, so your spirit has capacity to handle amazing things. They, they, in you, the kingdom truly dwells. How is that outworked? The Bible helps us by letting us understand the spirit that actually raised Jesus from the dead dwells within us. The Holy Spirit. The kingdom within you is outworked by the Holy Spirit within you. Are you with me? It's an easier concept for us to understand. The Holy Spirit within us outworks the kingdom of God within us. Mm -hmm. So the writer there says, if this spirit is in you, he even gives life to your mortal bodies. Hello. The stuff that will transform your body into immortality is already within you. I don't know whether you get me. It's already within you. So, the kingdom is within you. You discover that you have a bottomless measure of the Holy Spirit outworking the kingdom in you. And at this point I would like to say, what does that really make you? You cannot be measured. You, you are basically unlimitable. Hello? Yeah, yeah. The depths to you are beyond measure. Amen. <laughs> it's going to get very, very good. Amen. Very, very good. The Spirit of God who lives in you. Here are some things that He does. The Spirit gives revelation knowledge. Okay? That's what the Bible says. In John 16, 13, if you're writing down, the Bible says, He will show you things to come. Let me explain what that means. He will show you things you cannot know by human understanding. Hello? It is not just Him showing you the future. It is Him showing you things in such a way that you could, even if you got to the future, you wouldn't have known. Revelation knowledge is always superior to the normal human knowledge. Now, there are Greek words for that. I'm not going into that. Are you with me? So there's the spirit within you. This is how he outworks the kingdom. Are you, I, I, I don't know whether you're getting excited with this. If you're not getting excited, I'm going to go on the street. I'm going to preach on the street. You lot can stay. Uh, <laughs> are you with me? Within you, the first thing he begins to do what? Is that he begins to show you. He will show you things to come. Have you seen that? He says, how be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth. Somebody say guide. guide. Yeah, from within you. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. Revelation knowledge. Woo. You see, the difference between where I am now and where I need to be is revelation knowledge. Do you know that? 
The difference between the problem I think is impossible to solve now and the solution is revelation knowledge. Do you know that? When he brings revelation knowledge, it opens up a whole new door that you thought wasn't there. I'm reminded of a story of a woman called Hagar in the Bible. Hagar was Abraham's concubine. And when she had a child called Ishmael, there was trouble between her and her mistress who was Sarah. You know the story? And, 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 and Sarah said, send her away. And they sent her away. And when she was gone away, she's in the desert. It is hot. There is no water. There is no food. The child is crying. He's dying. Hagar becomes very distressed. And she takes the child, leaves him there. She says, I cannot watch my child die. And she goes away. And where she's standing, an angel comes to her to say, why are you mourning? Why are you crying? She says, the lad is dying. And there's no water. And the angel said to her, in the same place. He said, no, look, there is a well there. And she turned and she opened her eyes and there was water. How come she didn't see it before? Revelation knowledge is very superior. You, you, you know, you, you, it's, that's why it's important not to be anxious, not to be panicky as a Christian. To trust the spirit within you outworks the kingdom by giving you revelation knowledge. Are you with me? Whatever you're struggling to do, the spirit waits. The Holy Spirit within you works the kingdom by bringing revelation knowledge. That's what he does. He's an expert at it. He's been to the future and back. He's been to your past and back. By revelation knowledge, you can know what's holding you back. You see, I only met my grandfather... To the best of my knowledge, my dad's dad, I met him once, to the best of my knowledge. I was about five years old, and I remember. That's the only one I remember. That's the only time I remember meeting him. I was about five years old. Then, then we lived in, in Zambia. They were in Malawi, and, and we couldn't go that often. I saw him at five. A few years or months later, he died, so I never met him. Uh, as meeting him, having a chat with him when I'm older. You get me? And my own dad died when I was 17 years old. Now, I began to discover a lot about spiritual things in the 20s and going in the 30s. Right? I was about to say in the 50s, but most of you don't believe I'm 50. (laughs) And, 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 and I began to, to discover that. You know, one time I really wanted to know what, what was really going on in my family. And you know, by revelation knowledge, the Holy Spirit took me back as far as my grandfather. My eyes opened. I saw him doing something. The Holy Spirit explained it to me. And I came through and I understood exactly what was going on. After that, I called all my brothers and we had a prayer and fasting. Are you with me? Revelation knowledge. That's how he outworks the kingdom. What other thing does the Holy Spirit do? It's going to get better again. What other things? The Spirit gives you utterance. Acts 2 verse 4. The Bible says, And they spoke in tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. What is utterance? The ability to speak spiritual things. Okay, let me put it in a literal sense. The ability to speak things 
in God's language like God is speaking. Because you can speak spiritual things. You can even try catch on the King James Bible language in your mouth. But it will carry no authority. That's not what we're talking about here. When the Spirit of God gives utterance, He gives the ability to speak like God is speaking. In the Bible, this word used there for utterance is reserved for prophets and those that gave divine decrees. That's it. That's within you. (laughs) Yeah, you can receive it. That's within you. Are you with me? This is how the Holy Spirit is outworking the kingdom within you. What is the other thing? The third thing I will say and stop there for this one. The Spirit gives you power. Now we all know that. The Bible says in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. You shall receive power after which the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses. Right? So the Holy Spirit also outworks the kingdom in you by giving you power. So I've mentioned three things. The Holy Spirit is outworking the kingdom within you. Eh? Kingdom first. And the Holy Spirit is outworking that within you by giving you, what's the first thing? Revelation. Knowledge. Second thing, He is giving you utterance. Grace. So when you, when you speak, you speak. Speak to situations and to things like God is speaking to that thing. And he's working it in the third dimension. He's working it in what? Giving you what? Come on, are you listening? Power. Power. That should be your favorite one. He gives you power. Power by definition means work must be done. How many know there's much work to be done? Power is not power unless it does some work. I really don't understand Christians that think they're moving in power. (laughs) And there's no work being done. (laughs) Work must be done. By definition, if I move this thing, then there is some power. Because this is how we measure power. The distance that that the object has traveled. Yeah? And the, the force that was applied to it equals power, right? Amen. This is how the Holy Spirit is outworking this. Now, I wanted to give you that larger perspective. So when we talk about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you understand it is simply an outworking of the kingdom within you. Now, because this is bottomless. So what is within you is bottomless. There's a lot more the Holy Spirit is outworking. Okay, The three I've mentioned are not the only ways but I've chosen them for a reason because it is much more clearer in the Bible if we say how is he outworking all these things by giving us divine abilities graces or if you like gifts I'm kind of falling, falling out of love with the word gifts because it's, it has such a massive implication of, oh, he's gifted. I'm not. And that's not what the Apostle Paul is trying to teach when he's talking about this. These are graces. Hello? This is how the Holy Spirit outworks the kingdom. He gives us gifts are like the cup. He says, now you know that all this is within you. Here is the cup. 
Draw it out. That's what gifts are. It's a cup. Now draw it out so you can go in and draw out some revelation. But the beauty of a cup is that it's, 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 it's not just... It's... Are you with me? So when the Bible says they are given for the common good. Now you understand why Jesus would stand up. There's over 5,000 people. And he stands up. And he says, if anyone is thirsty, come and drink. You get it? How are people going to drink what is within you? Huh? It doesn't matter how great thou art inside you. <laughs> if we're going to drink from it, we want you to find your gift. I've just described amazing things happening within us, right? But we, your workplace, people will never drink of it. Never. Until you find... Even you yourself, you will never drink from it. So there are people moving around with the bottomless opportunities within them. Never drinking from them. Being carried away by what Jesus said when he said, The kingdom of God does not come by your human expectations or observations. So there are people going, Oh, there it is. That's the kingdom of God. No. Bottomless opportunities within you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I hope you understand that. So you see, some people classify the gifts of the Spirit. I'm not going to read 1 Corinthians 12. I won't read it, but I'll, I'll talk about it. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, we find the Apostle Paul talks about spiritual gifts. And some people classify them in three categories. And I want to use that to help you. The first category, some people classify them in spiritual gifts. Are, there, there's a category of revelation gifts. What did I say the Holy Spirit does within you? Yeah. And what cups he uses are the ones you find here. In 1 Corinthians 12. The cups he uses to activate the revelation gifts within you. Will be the cups that have to do with word of knowledge. Word of wisdom. And what else? <laughs> Come on, students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Prophecy? Oh, no, no, not prophecy. Discernment of spirits. Okay? Discernment of spirits. Revelation. All those gifts have to do with is because God wants the kingdom revealed. He wants to reveal to you a certain knowledge. So he releases certain cups that enable that to happen. That's all. Now, if you begin to understand the gifts in, in, in context of the kingdom of God, you are on your way, baby. It's going to work. Because if you understand it very well, you, then you understand what God is doing within you. He wants the kingdom to come out. So he gives you certain cups through which you can draw out of what's within you. The Bible says purpose is like deep waters within a man. And he with understanding draws it out. So you draw out by revelation. By getting gifts of knowledge. Gifts of what? Wisdom. Are you with me? 
Now, it's, 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 it's really as simple as that. Understanding makes you access the gift. What did I just say? Because yeah. most of us make this very complicated. Very complicated. Like the gifts are hidden somewhere in the Indian Ocean and all that. It's, we make it so complicated. No, look. Get understanding. With all you're getting, get what? Understanding. Understanding is light. It is like entering a room that is dark and you are looking for your shoes. And all you have to do is switch on the light. When you switch on the light, you can have the shoes, right? Amen. That's what understanding does. If you understand that these rivers are flowing within you and the gifts of wisdom, of knowledge, and of discernment of spirits are available to bring the revelation of what the kingdom is thinking, what God is really thinking about a matter, or what God knows about a matter, bam, the light is on. By understanding, I found that I can operate in ways of knowledge. By understanding. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. If you decide to go home and say, I, I, I'm getting it. I, I'm, I'm, an, I, I'm getting it. God, I understand how you use these gifts. You will activate them. Straight up. Hello? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another set of gifts, uh, gifts that, 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 that have to do with the second category, with utterance. And these are gifts of what? Prophecy? What's the other one? Hmm? Speaking in tongues and, and interpretation of tongues. Three. They all have to do with utterance. Have you noticed all these three things don't have nothing to do with speaking from your head? Speaking in tongues is supposed to be a spiritual language. The Holy Spirit gives you the language. You speak it through your mouth. But you believe you're speaking mysteries which only God can understand. Let me flip it in another language. Understand? It means this. It means you are speaking the same language with God. What he says is what you are saying. Are you with me? Because you are only communicating with God. These are gifts of utterance. Grace of utterance. So God, the Holy Spirit is out working in you. And he knows the kingdom has to speak. God has to say something over this situation. Instead of rushing to your head to figure out what you know and what you're going to say. You're going to rush into the bottomless place. And you're going to come up with a gift of utterance. And you're going to say something. Except you're not the only one saying it. God is saying it. Whatsoever you shall do on earth, then heaven is also doing it at the same time. That's how you work with heaven. Do you know how ridiculous it is that the Bible says, when we pray in a tongue, the Spirit of God prays within us? And yet we don't do it that often. (laughs) It's like, who would you rather pray for you? You or the Holy Spirit? Seriously, you know, and, and every time we, we, we are in trouble, we, we rush to this. God, I'm in trouble. Somebody said most prayer is a reaction because of fear. Most people are scared, and that's why they are praying. 
But that's not what prayer is supposed to be. Prayer is not meant to be a reaction of fear. Prayer is supposed to be an issue of faith. And if you can't do faith, let the Holy Spirit do it. He does it better. So you tap into the gifts of utterance. And you speak in tongues. And you begin to interpret the tongues. Oh, Do you understand? Bottomless. You cannot be limited. If you understand this. When you go into a situation, you understand these gifts are available. You just have to understand. And have a good understanding. That's equal to your desire. The third thing, because I need to finish. The third thing is the gifts of what? Power. The Holy Spirit outworks this through what? Power. Yeah. And that's gifts of what? Miracles, faith, and... What's the third one? <laughs> that's very clever. <laughs> that's very clever. Miracle signs and wonders makes three of them. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> Are you with me? So the gifts of power. There's miracles, there's faith. The third one. I need the third one. I can't remember it. Yeah? Healings, thank you. Thank you, yeah. Healings. No, no, not just healing, healings. Because there's a lot of healings. There's deliverance, there's all sorts of healings. Yeah? And that has to do with power. All of them. Are you with me? Yeah. Well, when the Bible says the kingdom of God is, is not just a matter of talk, it's the kingdom of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Do you get it? It's within you. And it's outworked by the gifts in you. Now let me finish on this note. How? How? I said by understanding. You activate the gifts. So let me finish on this note. In Acts chapter 3, there is a story. And the story in Acts chapter 3. Let me can just have this Bible. In Acts chapter 3, we find Peter and is it John? They are going to prayer. At the hour of prayer. Why is this story important to me? It's very important because it is the first time we see an intentional outworking of the gifts of the Spirit amongst the disciples after Jesus has gone. So they're walking to a place of prayer. They find a man that, that is lame and he says to Peter, can I have some money? And Peter says, Silver and gold we do not have, but what we have, we give to you. Or what I have, I give unto you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. And, walk. and the Bible teaches us that he rose up, he was strengthened in his, in his legs, and he began to walk before them. He was jumping, leaping, and what? praising God into the temple. Healed, delivered, instantly. An immediate understanding therefore arises of the outworking of these gifts within us. Are you with me? What did Peter do that we can learn from? Knowing all these things that are available to you. Knowing what you have. 
If I stopped right now and I said, what do you have? Most of you will start telling me about your house, what's in your fridge, the car, the money you have. That's even great. The shoes you have, you know, and all that. You'll be telling me all about that. That's okay. That's, that's much better. But most of you will start talking about what you don't have. That's what happens with most human beings. Have you found when Jesus walked into that, the pool of Bethsaida and he said to the guy, you know, do you want to get well? And the guy said, I have no one to put me in the water. What troubles you most in your life is what you don't have. And the more depressed, the more anxious you become as a human being, the more we see it as a sign of over-focusing on what you don't have. Do you know any of us can get depressed? I know some people are prone to eat much more, but do you know that any human being can get depressed? If they just decide, I'm going to start focusing on what I don't have. I'm, I'm not going to even say, go try it. Don't try it. <laughs> it's not good for you. You go home and you're going to focus on, I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have this. I don't have... I don't. You will be very depressed. And it doesn't matter whether you're a king. It doesn't matter whether you're the richest man in the world. If you focus on what you don't have, you're soon going to get depressed. And the kingdom of God does not function by people who focus on what they don't have. God wants a heart of gratitude. And it functions from there. And how do you cultivate that? By knowing what you have. So Peter says to the man, what you have asked for, I don't have. But quickly, what I have is what's on offer here. Hello. Some of you have dreams. God shows you amazing clear things, but you don't think you have them. It's amazing how many times you're counseling people and you're talking to them and say, Oh, I actually had a dream about it. You feel like slapping them. God has been speaking to you all this time. Hello? Celebrate what you have. God has put in you. Some of us have insight. Are you with me? We have just this crazy insight. When people come to us and we think over a matter, we are very confident there is nothing we cannot find a solution to when we speak. What you have. You have gifts. Uh, Show me a Christian that has a zero gift. Uh, uh, And I would deny that a Christian. Are you with me? They can be something else. If you are a child of God, you have it. But you need to begin to look at what you have. But just Peter knowing what he had, he changed a man's life. There's many times you're talking to people, they come to you, Pastor, would you help me with this? If I don't know what I have, I would just run away, basically. Or I'll say, oh, signpost. You know, go talk to Pastor James. (laughs) Are you with me? Oh, go talk to somebody else. But knowing what you have, there's many times. You see, I discovered there was a gift of wisdom within me. And there's many times people will come to me with complicated issues. But the more I've discovered that I have this gift, the more confident I am. I will just sit there and I will listen to the complicated story. Fully knowing that all we have to do is just take a cup, 
dip in and we're going to drink together. Right now, we're going to sort it out. Are you with me? So know what you have. If you're going to activate the gifts in you, know what you have. Begin by knowing what you have. Celebrate what you have. Amen. Huh? It is big. It is very big. I've, I've taught this for a long time. One of the people that I've invited to come and speak at our conference, I've, taught, I've been teaching this for quite a while. And this person, I, when, I, when I wrote them a letter to say, oh, could you come and minister at the conference? They, they rang me immediately and they said, Pastor Phil, you won't, you, you won't believe it. Um, obviously, I will believe it. But they said, you won't believe it. They said, what? Said, Seven days ago, I had a dream. And, 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 and in the dream, you were telling me, I am the light of the world. And guess what was in the letter that I sent them? You, we believe you are a light in your world. So we want you to come and share. And they said, so it's done. If I was doing anything else, it's done. I was told already seven days. Are you with me? Because they have it. They can believe their dreams. Celebrate what you have. The second thing, understand structure is your friend. Structure is not against you. When Paul talked about spiritual gifts, he was trying to teach structure. Because they were just all over the place, disorganized in their thinking. Structure is your friend. Could you drink from a cup without structure? No, it's not a cup. Structure is your friend. What, the, what am I trying to say? Now learn about your gift. By learning about the gift of wisdom that I have, I discovered I can also operate in the word of wisdom. If you don't start honoring what you have, you will not discover what else you have. So structure is your friend. Start learning. There is no end to books. That simply means they will never stop writing books, but it also means you should never also stop reading. Huh? Put structure to yourself. Don't, don't become one of those Christians. Now, this is just me advising you, okay? This is good practice. Put structure to yourself. How are you going to study this thing? Uh, you know, the history around it, the people in the past, how they operated in it, in the Bible, some revivalists, some Christians in the past, the mistakes they made, what you learn. Structure is your friend when it comes to walking with the Holy Spirit. Basically, if you want a river to come to your house, a river, structure becomes your friend. If you don't dig a structure, the river will never come to your house. Structure is a friend. We are stuck in this building right now because somebody respected structure. So we are very confident this roof is not going to fall on us. It's your friend. Yeah? So what you have, study it. Get deeper. Do not just depend on the teachings that are going to come on Sunday. Trust me, they're not going to be enough. As much as Pastor James, Pastor Ima will be well versed, as much as I can tell you all, even what I'm telling you now is not even 1% of what I know about this subject, right? So, so, so you can't depend on that. Put structure to it. You're going to go study. God used some of you here today and you came up and you said, oh, I saw this, I saw this. Now go home and say, what was I really seeing? Because trust me, the more you look, the more you see. 
That's just the way it works. You can come out of this room and you only saw the chairs and, and you didn't see the color of the floor. Or you can decide to just really look and say, oh, did you see that light? Did you see how many lights were there in that room? Did you? The more you look, the more you see. So go back. So don't switch off right now and you go home and that's it. Oh, wow, it was awesome in church. Go think about what God showed you. What was I seeing? Look at it again. You will find a lot, lot more. And you can actually say, Pastor, actually, what I was saying, actually, actually, it was this. It wasn't, even, it wasn't even supposed to be this. It was supposed to be this. Study. Yeah? yeah? The third thing, and I finish. Structure, skill. Yeah? What I'm doing right now requires skill. This communication. How I order my thoughts. It has helped you understand what I was trying to say, right? If I came here and it was just abstract, no introduction, I was just, ah, 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 the kingdom, the kingdom. What were you going to get out of it? Nothing. Well-meaning, but I have achieved what? Nothing. Skill is also your friend. <laughs> How are you going to communicate? How are you going to communicate? Now, there's too many people who never focus on how they're going to communicate. How am I coming across? When I speak, how am I coming across? Trust me, you can be so powerful, but you'll be so useless if you don't do that. You can have the best revelation, but you will shut everyone off with your best revelation. And guess who's going to be in trouble? You. Because you are the prophet God sent. And you can't communicate. So skill on, I'm going to work on how I function in the spiritual gifts. I'm going to work on the skills on how to communicate, how to speak these things. I'm going to have to learn. I'm going to challenge myself continually. And I have not arrived either as I'm saying these things, the things I'm also doing. Hello? You know, every month I have a group that I'll sit with and we'll talk about preaching and how, am I, how we are preaching and how preaching must go. And Are you with me? It is very important. Work on your skill. And I'm very sure God is going to use it in an amazing way. Let's stand up and we pray. I'm finished. Amazing. Did, did, did you get something out of that? Yeah. Hello? Yes. You know there is a whole kingdom within you? Amen. Uh, I'm looking forward for it to manifest. There is a whole kingdom in you. If you understand kingdom, you understand kingdom involves everything. Business, everything. The whole kingdom is within you. And if you get this understanding, you will see God begin to activate the gifts that are in you. Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. Amen. How many of you have gifts that you're like, yeah, I'm going to study a bit more about my gift. Do you, how many already know that there is gifts in you? Yes. Okay. Ah, I guarantee you. I guarantee you. If you pay attention to it, to that gift you've got, it will make room for you. You know, don't join people who are fighting for recognition out there in the world. That's what they're doing on Facebook, on Instagram, just fighting for recognition. You, listen, listen. The arena for recognition still has not changed. He or she who works hard and sharpens their gift will be recognized. Facebook hasn't changed the game at all. 
Amen. You still have to sharpen it. It's amazing what people are putting out there and their characters and stuff that is showing up out there. It's like, ooh. Listen, decide. As you guys go through this season where you as a church are focused on spiritual gifts, decide. I'm going to study this thing like there's no tomorrow. I'm going to study this thing that my whole life depends on it. Because it does. Study it. It doesn't matter whether you only see one gift in you. Oh, I just see the gift of prophecy in me. Fine, fine. Go study it and start deepening that well. Study it. I'm sure by the time you're getting to a bottom of that thing, you will have discovered six, seven more that are in you. That are in you. I want you to go there, get on Amazon, buy some good books, ask pastor, what books can I get? Do things like that and really, really study and understand this thing will make you fly in your career. It will make you fly in anything you do because you will rise up with revelation knowledge, with the power of the Holy Spirit and with the voice of God all operating within you as a person. Amen. Now let's just thank God. Let's just thank God for that moment. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. We give you praise in the name of Jesus. My God. My God. My God. My God. My God, let God stir up the gift that is within you. Let him stir it up. Let him stir it up. 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 Father, I pray, stir up the gift within me. I pray, stir up the gifts within me. Stir up the gifts within me. Stir up the gifts within me. In the name of Jesus. Stir up the gifts within me. Stir up the gifts within me. In the name of Jesus. Praise God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Amen. And go and let God really bless you and and increase you. Feel comfortable to operate in what only he has given you. Okay? Just feel really comfortable to operate in what he has given you. What he has given you. Just, Just operate in that. Run your race. You know, you, you, we need your giftings. We need them so much. So don't look like me. Don't look like the other person. Look like you. You know, we need your gift. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much. I'll, I'll stop there. May God richly bless you. Amen. Thank you very much. We may take our seats.